Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Welcome to episode number 519 of Get Paid for Your Pet. Today I'm very excited because I have a very special guest. Her name is Rose Tipka. She is the owner of Your Family's Place, a vacation rental management company in Ohio that focuses on multi-generational family travel and large groups. And today we are talking about how to think like a brand manager, a property manager versus just a property owner. So we're going to talk a lot about branding and Rose has an amazing brand. So I'm excited to dive into that. Rose, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into this. You sent me some materials before the start of this podcast. And I have to say, I'm very impressed with your, not just your brand, but also the way you have visualized and explained your brand in the, in the PDF that you send out to me. So I think that's very inspirational, you know, to the listeners, like you guys know, we, Eric and I have been talking a lot about brands and the importance of brand. We really believe that in the future, the companies that are going to do well are the brands and the smaller, the smaller host where the host is really the brand, right? Or a combination of both. But that's where we really believe that the industry is going. And I'd love to get your opinion on that as well, Rose. But before we get into it, could you give us your background story? Like, how did you get into the vacation rental space? Sure. I like to always start the story by saying the end because it's everybody's favorite part. So my husband and I work together in this. And so the end of the story is my husband was right. So... <laughs> And I'll lay that out there. He was right. It was actually, we started in 2017. And this is back when real estate was pretty flat. So we're in a, a more rural area of Ohio where land is pretty plentiful. And it was during a time where things were sitting on the market for a long time. It was also when I was enormously pregnant with what was our fifth child at the time. And I was going to have the baby what felt like any moment. And my husband came to me and said, there is an auction for a piece of property that was 20 acres. It had a private lake. And he said that he thought that we should go to the auction and buy it. You need to keep in mind that at that time, number one, all I could think about was having this baby. Uh, and we were not in the real estate market. He was working at another job in a totally different industry, but he was foreseeing a career change for him. And there was something about this property that was calling to him. Of course, I said, no, I'm about to have a baby. He bought it anyway, and then didn't tell me. 
that's a pretty bold move. <laughs> I don't know. That's, and then impressive. I, that's a pretty bold move. That's a pretty bold move. And so, you know, within, I think, 24 hours of him buying the property is when I had our baby and he decided it probably just wasn't the best time to break the news to me that we had bought this big property. And so once you start going down that path, it's really hard to back out of it. So fast forward about six weeks later, we are at a party and our real estate agent is there who we work with a lot. And she's not just our agent, but she's a really great friend of ours. And she said to me, hey, we close on the property next week. And I said, excuse me, what property? And that's how I found out. <laughs> but here's the thing. My husband was my husband was right. When I went there and I saw the property for the first time, it was it was special. There was a house on the lake at the time, and it was the dump, and we needed to do a big renovation. Uh, I had some good experience with project managing renovations, and so I threw myself into it. And I saw what he what he knew was there was that this was a special piece of property. It was a special location. And that this was going to be the beginning of the next phase for us. And so that's sort of how we started. And we really invested good time in learning the business, reading a lot of books, doing a lot of research on operations, on how to manage the houses and all of that kind of stuff. And really giving ourselves that time and space to really understanding what we were doing. We decided to expand out into another property that was bigger because we wanted to go with bigger size properties because we have a big family. There weren't a lot of very big properties in our area. And so since we could never find properties that were big enough for us, we decided to make that ourselves. And that sort of was the beginning of what we wanted to do. We wanted to do big properties on big pieces of land so that large families or groups traveling together could all be together in one space. And that's sort of how we've stepped things along to where we are today with your family's place. Yeah. I always feel like solving your own problem and being your own guest avatar is a, is, is the best way to really understand like what, what are the needs of, of, of your guest avatar, your, your clients, so that's that's amazing to hear, to hear, and I love the story and how you started it. Yeah, that's definitely a bold move. Of, uh, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, yes, you know me. That is a bold move. But hey, you know what? He was right. He was right. And it has allowed us to pivot into an industry that we both feel very passionately about so that we can help other families like us have the type of vacations that we want to have. Because yeah. vacationing with kids is it's really, it's not easy. So as parents, sometimes we say, are you on vacation or are you having a trip? Because my kids are on vacation, but I'm pretty sure I'm having a trip. And those are not the same thing. I want families to all feel like they're on vacation because that's how I want to feel. And there's a big market for that. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. What, what are some specific needs that a family has when you travel you have six children like when yeah. you travel with your six children like what what are some of the specific needs that you have as a family when you travel mm -hmm. 
So one of the things that is important, especially when you have young kids, is being able to be flexible for your guests on things like check-in and check-out times. Now, some people may feel like they don't have a lot of flexibility in that, and that's fine. Everybody's business seems to run differently. But I get a lot of messages from you know, mothers who say, you know, I, I need some flexibility on that check-in time because of my kid's nap. You know what? I get that. That's a big pain point for parents trying to travel with kids. So as flexible as I can be to be able to get people in early or to you know let them check out late, that's okay because if they feel comfortable and they know that we can accommodate them, what they're going to do is they're going to come back year after year. And instead of that name, your family's place, just being our brand name, it becomes their family's go-to place for vacation. So that's one of the things is is being flexible in the way that you would want a host to be flexible with you. Mm. There's a whole design aspect to the properties where we like to have beautifully designed properties that evoke feelings of nostalgia. A lot of times when we travel with our children, we think about vacations that we had when we were kids. And those nostalgia feelings are very powerful when in terms of memory making. So designing properties that hit those nostalgia buttons are really important. But we also design the properties without a lot of knicky-knacks that kids can pick up and walk around and break. And that was actually um, a design choice by accident because my own kids are in the house all the time. And so I just naturally didn't leave a bunch of knicky-knack things everywhere. Or when I did do you know, design and stuff like that, it was all things that my kids could touch and not break. And so when families are in our homes, they don't have to worry about their two-year-old picking up a decoration and throwing it on the floor and it's shattering because, you know, in the fall we have pumpkins, but they're all fabric pumpkins and their kids can't break those. So just taking that stress away from families so that they can be in the space and not worry about what their kids are touching. That's something that helps them feel comfortable Mm. and then want to come back year after year. Yeah. We also create, all of our properties have game rooms. So we have huge game rooms in all of our properties. We have gaming systems and arcades and air hockey, uh, ping pong, all of that kind of stuff. Because sometimes you want to travel with your kids, but you also want to have a little bit of separate space from them. So the basement kind of becomes, the game room is that area where the kids hang out and then the adults are on the first level now having coffee, sitting in front of the fireplace so that you can be together in your own separate spaces. So those are all really important things for designing those family-friendly properties. Well, you definitely uh, solved one small mystery that I had in my head because I, when I was in, I was in Holland over the summer where I'm from and we rented we rented the big house with a group of friends in like what what was really like a place designed for families right mm-hmm. and i remember walking around the house and thinking like wow this is very minimalistic the design you know and like to me it was like it didn't feel very special but now as you're explaining this now i understand it cuz everything you put in there like could be broken right yeah. by some enthusiastic kids. So that makes a little sense to me now. (laughs) Yes. And that's a a big stressor, especially with sometimes there can be that adversarial kind of back and forth between hosts and guests. And so when guests, if something does break, it creates a lot of anxiety for the guest. You know, do you tell the host, how is the host going to react? 
Are they mm-hmm. going to have a meltdown on me? So just by avoiding that as much as possible, then your guests can feel relaxed. And yeah. it's not that nothing ever breaks. Things sometimes break, but that's part of being a professional host. That kind of stuff can't send you into a spiral. If you're a professional host, you understand that sometimes a dog runs through a screen and thank the guest for telling you, and then it's not a big deal and you move on from it. So you have to, you have to respond when those things happen like a professional host and those kinds of things, they can't phase you. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I liked of your, your branding document that you send over was professionals work with professionals. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you wouldn't DIY your legal work. You wouldn't, unless you're a lawyer, (laughs) you should not be DIYing your accounting. You are going to work with professionals on that. And that I see that a lot where people want to, you know, well, share your rental agreement with me or, you know, how are you setting this up? Well, things like our rental agreement, we hired a lawyer who knows what he's doing, who wrote rental agreements that are specific to our properties. I paid money for that. I paid good money for that. I'm not just going to give it to somebody else for free. Plus, it's also doing that person a disservice because they are not going to have a document that's tailored to their needs. I would also take that idea to the next level, unless you are somebody with really advanced construction and DIY skills, I don't know how to plumb and I'm not going to DIY plumbing. I'm going to hire a professional. And when I you know people really like to you know, get their hands dirty and doing all of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're going to save both time and money when you work with professionals. The job gets done right the first time. And that's that's the quality of product that we're trying to produce. Sure. Yeah, no, I like that. Let's go a little deeper on on your brand. So you've you've carved out a really, really cool little niche for yourself, right? The yeah. multi-generational families. And I, I love the multi-generational aspect to it because it's kind of like a niche in a niche, right? Versus yeah. just families. So that's very specific. I feel like as this short-term rental industry matures, like we really need to niche down and 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 be very specific about who we're who we're targeting. And uh, I think you've done a really good job at that. Can you share with us like why why is it so important to you to build that brand? And is that something that you've done from the from the get-go or did you start developing that later on? So we did we did not start from the get-go because we were still learning the operation side of things. Plus we could never come up with the name, that collection of words that really summed up what we were trying to do. So it was actually when I was listening to one of Mark Simpson's podcasts on Boosley. And by the way, if you're not following Mark and Boosley, then you don't know what's going on. Everybody needs to be doing that. But one of the things that Mark said was that you need to present yourself as your guests go to place for vacation. And when I heard that idea, it brought to mind an idiom that we have. We say, you know, where are you going on vacation? I'm going to my family's place up north. I'm going to my mm-hmm. family's place at the beach. I'm going to my family's place, you know, in the mountains. That's something that we would say. Well, I want to be your family's go-to place for vacation. And so once I heard that, once those words came out of Mark's mouth, I was like, that's it. I had been looking for that collection of words that sums up what we are. 
Yeah. And so once I had that, and then I went to my husband and explained to him that we needed to go through a rebrand, which might have broke him a little bit, but he survived. <laughs> and so because we had been marketing our properties individually. Well, we wanted to bring everything under that one term that summed up what we were doing. And so when we talk about your family's place, we want our guests to have a great time when they stay, but also come back year after year and make new memories and experience you know, our different properties. And so when we are talking about your family's place, we're trying to you know, attract our ideal guests who are booking their families a vacation for the year. Maybe it's the only time of the year that everybody gets together on vacation. A lot of times it's mothers or grandmothers who are making the reservations and they have a lot, they feel a lot of pressure to make that vacation special. And so they find us. And one of the things that I tell them as soon as they book, I actually send them a video. I do a quick video of myself talking to them. And it's a very, very quick video. And I thank them for staying. I'm looking forward to hosting your family in June at the cottage at Maple Pond. And then I say to them, I want you to relax and know that we're going to take really great care of you. And that's the end of the message to them. And just giving them that message that they've made the right choice. You can relax. I'm going to take care of you. And that's a really powerful message for someone who feels a lot of pressure to make that vacation spectacular. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's that shows the power of really understanding your guest avatar, right? Doing those things because you basically you know how they feel, right? And you're mm -hmm. you're sending that video message, which I think is amazing that you're doing that. I think that's that's very rare. Like there's not a lot of hosts that do that, and that just adds so much personality and and personal touch to the experience. <laughs> that's yeah, that's incredible. I love that. So, how many properties do you currently manage? Yeah. So right now we have three properties and we are in the process of building our next one. It's a huge property. <laughs> it's a million dollar project that we are we're going through right now. We have Mount Pleasant Lodge, which is a log house that is designed to feel like summer camp. So even if you haven't been to summer camp as a kid, we all have an idea of summer camp and how fun it is and what a great time you have. And I wanted to design something that was rustic, but that was not rustic like everything else is done rustic. So we pulled some ideas from like Adirondack camps and stuff like that. And Mount Pleasant Lodge has 15 acres. It's totally private, about five acres of yard and 10 acres of woods. Once you get back to the house itself, you don't see anything except trees around you. And that house has a really great yard. We actually set up a disc golf course in the yard. So if you're somebody who likes to do disc golf, you have your own course right there in the yard for you. That sleeps up to 14. That's our, our smallest house, 15 acres, 14 people. Then we have the cottage at Maple Pond, which sleeps 14, but also has a guest house that you, we can do six more people for a total of 20 people. The cottage at Maple Pond is designed like an up north lake house, like if you were in Michigan or Minnesota or Maine. And it sits on a two acre, completely private lake. You're not sharing it with anybody else. The lake is stocked. 
And we have actually over the years trained our fish. <laughs> you can do this. You can train your fish to hang out around the docks. And so when mm -hmm. our guests come, you know, picture grandpa down on the dock with his grandkids and those grandkids are going to catch a fish. And we've trained our fish to do that. <laughs> they throw <laughs> themselves on the hooks, but that's part of the experience. They want to have that experience. We also provide canoes and kayaks and stand-up paddle boards, all of that kind of stuff for families to enjoy the lake as, you know, as part of the experience. You're not just staying in the house. You have your own private lake. And we are under construction right now on our next project. It's called Middle Haven. And it's designed like an English woodland cottage. It has two lakes. We installed two lakes and they are in the process of filling. And those lakes are connected by a waterfall. It's a rocky waterfall. We're really, we're really swinging for the fences on this one. It's a huge house. It's 4,000 square feet. It accommodates 16. There's an apartment over the garage, room for six more people. And then we're doing something a little different there. And we are building a couple's, a couple's retreat. It's called the conservatory and it's designed like a, a Victorian conservatory. And that is a space for couples to retreat and have a little bit of privacy. We often have groups coming for weddings and the married couple, the newly married couple is looking for a spot to be following the wedding where they can have privacy. And so we are under construction on that project right now. Amazing. So what I want to talk about now is like, I know there's a lot of people that are probably listening because a lot of hosts that we talk to, when, when they think of a brand, they think of like the Marriott, right? And wow. like the Four Seasons of like these big brands, right? And they don't associate with that because they're thinking like, oh, well, I'm a small host. You know, I only have like three, five, maybe 10 properties. Like, you know, for me, it's, I'm not a brand, right? And you know what we try always try to inspire people is like everybody everybody has a brand even even if it's just you and you are you you are the brand right so can you can you go a little deeper on like how do you build a brand as a small operator and why is it still so important to do that mm -hmm. you know, even if you have a few properties like you do one of the first things that we did, which, which was a huge step towards our branding, was working with a, a professional copywriter. She was actually a friend of mine who homeschooled with us, and she is a professional copywriter. And she went back and interviewed a bunch of our past guests to really try to dig down to the essence of what their experience was. Because I can say on my side of it what I think the experience is. But what matters is the experience that the guests are having. So she used that information that she gathered to write a lot of our copy. And part of that was developing this brand identity. And so one of the things that she produced through interviewing me and interviewing our past guests was a chart. And that chart says what your brand is, but the other side of it is also what your brand isn't. It's just as important to know what you're not. So for example, our brand is not a sarcastic brand. You know, like some people think sarcasm is funny. Don't get me wrong. I have a sense of humor, but my guests don't want to feel like I'm going to go on social media and blab about how dirty the hot tub was when they checked out. Like that's not a good look on me. That's not 
you know, Marriott or Hyatt, they aren't going to do that. That's not part of that high-end experience. So working with our copywriter helped us really hone exactly what our brand voice was going to be, but also very clearly laying out what it was not going to be. And a lot of that information is stuff that you saw in the media kit that I sent you. These are, you know, these are our brand values. It was things like nostalgia, old fashioned, you know, hospitality. And using a professional copywriter helped us hone that big time. One of the things that I think really helped when it came to brand development is putting yourself in the place of the guest. Since I am the ideal guest, thinking about how they're using the space, trying to get that information out of them. We do that in a couple of different ways through serving our guests and leaving comment cards and stuff like that. But I really, when I look back in time, I think that that work that we did with the copywriter was so important because it was laid out. This is who we are. It's also who we're not. And it was identifying what our brand voice was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. You added the brand standards, the words that you're using to to the PDF that you sent me, the core values, which we talk about quite a lot. And, you know, I feel like this is the type of work that I think a lot of hosts kind of skip because they're so focused on just like, how do I optimize the prices of my listing and how do I get more bookings and more properties? But in the end of the day, like this is super, super powerful what, what you're doing, right? Can you explain a little bit more about how doing this work and establishing a brand, how that's helped you in your business? Yes. One of the, we, we all know in the vacation rental industry that the real gold mine is repeat guests. We all know that. The cost to bring back a guest that's already stayed with you is much less than trying to go out into the marketplace and find new guests. For example, I just read a book called Never Lose a Customer Again which talks about the importance of retaining your existing clients, or in our case, guests, and having, you know, lowering that churn rate because that person who has stayed with you or been your customer in the past is more likely to pick you in the future. Now, when you don't have a brand, if you're just a property manager with five or 10 properties and you don't have a brand, what are your guests loyal to? Are they loyal to that individual property? Are they loyal to you? It's better to give somebody a feeling, a logo, an idea of what it means to be loyal. And by developing that, we have been able to take our property, our collection of properties away from always relying on the OTAs for all of our rentals and converting people repeatedly into direct bookings. There's a lot of talk about needing to be independent of the OTAs. We don't use Airbnb for any of our properties. We do use Verbo, but we have been able to take this brand and use it to educate our guests on Book Direct and convert them in the future into repeating guests that come back year after year and are booking direct. And that's the real money payoff right there is we have people that are coming year after year who we already know are excellent guests and they're booking direct. Yeah, what's great about repeat guests as well is other than the cost to acquire, it's also they already know the property, right? So there's less questions. They're probably not going to cause any issues. So it's just 
overall is, yeah, it's a very nice guest to have. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I'm gearing up for as we're getting closer to the holiday season is I have my list of my top 20 highest grossing guests, the people that have stayed with us the most and spent the most. And so now I'm, I'm doing some research on them to figure out, you know, how can I send them a really great Christmas present? It doesn't have to be expensive. It's about being thoughtful. So for example, my top grossing guest that has stayed with us in the past, I saw through her, her page that she went to Cornell. And I also knew from her staying with us that she had a dog. So I went to the Cornell bookstore and I ordered a dog leash. And I'm going to be sending that to her with a handwritten note as a Christmas present to thank her for staying with us and that we really appreciate her as a customer. And so recognizing those being able to you know, have that list of people that are making you the most money and recognizing them with gifts that are thoughtful helps to create that brand loyalty. But you have to have the brand in the first place for people to be loyal to. Sure. Yeah. Great how you explained it. Before we wrap up this podcast, I'm going to throw one question at you that I'm really curious about. Okay. That is, what is the one thing that you would have done different if you were to start over in short-term rentals? Yeah. Here's the thing. I think one of the things that I, I should have known from the beginning, and I did grow to learn this, was that you don't need to be afraid of your guests. I think sometimes with the online travel agencies, there can be sort of that adversarial relationship between the guest and the host. My guests have nothing to fear from me. I am a professional host and I'm going to take great care of them. And so they don't need to be afraid of me. And I also don't need to be afraid of them. Not only do I manage these properties, but I own these properties. And if something is not working for me, I don't answer to anybody but myself. And so if I could go back in time, I would tell myself to not be afraid of the guests because you're going to take great care of them. And when you do that, when you open with that message, I'm going to take great care of you, you att you're attracting the right guests that you're going to want to come back year after year. It's so funny. I, re I remember when I got started with Airbnb and that was back in 2012, I had friends who were wanted to do it. And that was always like the one thing that I always had to convince them, uh -huh. right? Because they were always telling me like, man, like, you don't know you're getting into your house. Like, this is dangerous, you know? And I would always tell them like, you know what? Like, let's just try it. Give the humanity the benefit of the doubt and uh -huh. just see what happens. And yeah. like you said, like, you know, 99% of people that will come for our homes are are very respectable and, and amazing people, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be bad guests. And you know what? You got to let it go. Your professional property manager, mm -hmm. you got to let it go and move on to the next person. That person is not going to be somebody who's loyal to your brand anyway. I found that a lot of times, you know, you never hear from them again because they know that they were bad guests. You know <laughs> what? There's going to be bad guests. Let it go. Move on to the next person and invest your time and energy into somebody who's a better match for your brand because that person will come back year after year. Love that. Well said. Rose, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. I just want to say, I think it's amazing what you're doing with your brands. Very inspirational. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. I'm sure they did. And yeah, good luck with everything you do. And I'm sure we'll stay in touch. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely.
For listeners, thank you for listening. Have a great week. And of course, on Friday, Eric and I will be back with the next episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple podcast for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.